At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Monday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DraftKings Network. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Midland, producer number nine. So much more than a producer. Guessing lines, week 10 in the National Football League, and of course, in the process. A look back at all things week number nine. How you doing, man? You good? I'm doing great. How are you? Uh, a good week. Good week in the NFL. Another good uh, contest week. If only I hadn't had that 0-5, then I'd be doing something. <laughs> That's yeah. what I got to overcome. Yeah. That you? W- what was that, week five? Right? It was just that one week, I think week, it was week dude. five because it was the first week of that uh, of that second quarter. You went 0-5. I went 1-4. and four. Yeah. Kind of buried us. I went 2-3 and three yesterday. Four and one for me. I, I'm, we're we're both now a tick below sixty percent, so we're not allowed to talk about our entries. No, I'll talk get about over sixty percent. But uh, this show, the guessing lines process, has been money. Uh, it has been really good week after week. Now we're what halfway through the NFL season in terms of the number of weeks. Uh, nine in the books, nine to go. So could things uh, turn for the worse? Oh, there's plenty of time for that. So we want to remain uh, humble about it all. But it has been a great profitable exercise thus far. And for those who are just new to it, I'm in a cocoon. I don't know the lines for the upcoming week in the NFL. I guess a line. Kelly then informs us what the actual line is. And in that exercise, we try to extract value from all of this. And so far, so good this year. First, a survivor update before we get into week number 10 and all the shenanigans of week number nine. And there were some shenanigans. 63 entries eliminated this week in Circus Survivor, Kelly. 63. So, 1,138 remain. 1,138 uh, remain in Circus Survivor. By the way, four um, of those were no picks. Still four non-submissions in Circus Survivor into November. Boy, I hope the people responsible for those entries are okay. I hope everything's okay with them. Oh, that's Cause, wild, Because right? otherwise, you can't imagine why those, why, why that didn't happen I, for them. I know, I know. Yeah. I think you've said that first, like, last year or something. I was like, we don't know. I was like, you're right. I have no idea what's going on. We kill going, these people, yeah, and right. we have no idea what's right. happening in their lives. Uh, but 1,138 remain out of the original 9,267. You know what that means? Eight, the uh, intrinsic value. The intrinsic value of each remaining entry $8,143.23. Now, again, 1,138 entries left means this thing hasn't even started yet, in, in essence. Last year at this time, 115 
out of 6,133 were left. That was carnage last year in the first seven weeks. It was 125 after seven weeks. 115 left last week. Um, but 1,138 entries left pending uh, tonight's game. Where I don't believe there's a pick in tonight's game. Yeah, there are. Chargers have 10 on the Chargers tonight. So perhaps more eliminated tonight. But this is a... Uh, this is a slow grind in Survivor for those still alive. Sadly, Kelly, you and I are not. And, well, um, had that Washington-Chicago game gone differently, I'd still be alive, and I'm really rooting for a second loss so I can just say, oh, I'd been out of it anyway. <laughs> but but everything, all the big ones got home. The Falcons were the biggest uh, killer for teams, uh, for uh, entries, uh, folks who had entries yesterday. Only 39 on the Falcons, though. The big ones, obviously, the Browns and the Saints, which both got home. So. Yeah, next one up, what Patriots with four. Um, I forgot to cross that one off. They did lose. Yeah. 1,139 <laughs> left. Uh, 38 left, pardon me. 1,138. Good luck to those remaining. Shall we begin with Thursday night football? We'll, uh, let's do it. Let's wait for the marquee. Let's wait, let's wait for the beautiful, the beautiful open. Oh, oh for guessing lines, lines everybody. Look at that. You'd think, after all these years, I remember that there was a guessing lines intro. <laughs> Hey, we found a couple we liked last week. I wish it was the only thing I bet uh, this past week. Oh, right. When it, ad when it added bets. The, the, Bengals is, the Bengals is what we liked the best last yeah, week. Yeah, we loved that last yeah. week. That was great. That worked out. Loved the Lions the week before. That worked out. That was really nice. Yeah. All right. Thursday night. Get ready. Panthers at the Bears. This is a Thursday night football game. This is a thir I, I, I feel like this is the worst primetime trio of games I've seen in a long, long time. If you had to come up with a matchup for Thursday Night Football, could you come up with one worse than this? This is, this is horrible. That's a great question. <laughs> Carol, the 1-7 Panthers at the 2-7 Bears. The Panthers yesterday will pick it up. They were down 3 to nothing to Indianapolis, second quarter. Uh, Colts went 64 yards. Minshew to Taylor from 10 out was 10 to nothing. Colts. Then at 13-3 to in favor of the Colts, Carolina's matriculating first and 10 at the Indianapolis 49 and Bryce Young telegraphs a pass picked by Kenny Moore the second 49 yards of the house pick six 20 to three the Colts would lead it at the half by the way that was one of those pick sixes where the second it left the, the millisecond that it left Bryce Young's hand you as a viewer were like oh no and of course to the house it goes mm -hmm. third quarter after an indianapolis punt carolina does go 82 yards including converting a fourth and one at the indianapolis 21 with 606 left in the third bryce to tremble for 11 three plays later bryce to shark from five out touchdown 20 to 10 in favor of the colts but even that drive took forever to get downfield you had no confidence in the carolina offense but then indian uh, indianapolis punted again the colts punted again so you're like okay well carolina's down 10 could this be a ball game carolina two and a half point dogs in that game uh, they get a they get a third and eleven from Bryce to Hurst Hayden Hurst for forty eight and you're like wow they got out of a jam they got out of jail there they're, they're like past midfield but two plays later Bryce way overthrows his intended receiver and guess who's on the other end of that pass Kenny Moore the second this time sixty six yards to the house his second pick six of the game twenty seven to ten Indianapolis. Uh, just a minute and 20 seconds into the fourth quarter. Colts would win it 27 to 13, but not till Bryce threw another pick, and that one wasn't pretty either. Bryce, 24 of 39 for 173, one touchdown, three picks, sack four times, five carries for 41. Uh, they outgained Indianapolis, Carolina did, 275 to 198, but 10 penalties for 81 yards and minus two in turnovers that led directly to plus 14 Indianapolis points, and I mean directly on the two pick sixes. That's your margin of victory, period. 27-13 Colts and Bryce Young has 
I hate to say it because I love the kid, but everything that we said at the NFL draft, how are they not drafting? How are the Panthers not drafting C.J. Stroud? How are they drafting Bryce Young? We lost all our bets because of it, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of manifesting here in the season. Yeah, it's... uh... Yeah, it is what it is. But kind of kind of like you said, man, if you're a Panthers fan, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but uh, the next couple of years might be kind of rough watching what you got versus what's going on in Houston. Panthers off that loss at Chicago. Chicago loses to the Saints yesterday. Uh, Much of the happiness of many a survivor player who had the Saints. Chicago opening drive, fourth and one at the New Orleans 37. Secret Bajant man for five, three plays later. Bajant to Komet. Great catch from Cole Komet from 18 out, seven to nothing Bears. After a New Orleans punt, second and 15 at their own 41 for Chicago. Bajant picked by Paulson Adebo. That led to a short 45-yard field for the uh, Saints. Car to Alave on third and goal from the eight. It was 7-7 seven seven with, one, with uh, 44 seconds left in the first. Bears came right back, 75 yards. Bajan to commit again for nine. 14-7 Bears. Then 12-52 left in the second quarter. But then New Orleans came right back, 75 yards. Car to Taysom Hill from two out. Tie ball game again, 14 apiece. Uh, 14 apiece, rather. 6-0-5 left in the second quarter. Cairo Santos then doinked a 40-yard field goal on the ensuing drive. 14-14 would be the halftime score. After Group A... Had a uh, 55-yard field goal that was set up by a DJ Moore fumble, and Chicago answered with a Santos 31-yarder. It was 17 to 17 at that point, tied again. Teams traded punts. Then New Orleans went 53 yards. Hill to Juwan Johnson for three out. 24 to 17, New Orleans. Now from this point forward, Kelly, the game was just a seven-point margin where Chicago just kept getting rebuffed in this ball game. Uh, Bajan picked on the Bears' second play on the ensuing drive. Marcus May on the other end of that. But the Chicago D held when they stopped Carr short on a fourth and one at the Chicago 17. Then still down seven. Third and nine at their own 29 for Chicago. Bajan picked by Paulson to Debo again. 5.08 to go. But New Orleans can't do anything with it. Chicago held to a three and out. New Orleans gets it back with 2.45 to go. But that resulted in a group A missed 47-yard field goal. In fact, he doinked that one no good. Bears got the ball back down seven again with 2.26 to go. Second play of that drive, though second and 20 at their own 27. 2.16 to go. Bajan sacked by Demario Davis, fumbled. Pete Werner recovered. Ball game, 24-17 New Orleans. Bajan, 18 of 30 for 2.20. Two touchdown, three picks. He was sacked twice, eight for 70 on the ground with one fumble loss. They outgained Chicago, did New Orleans, 368 to 301. But minus five in turnovers led to plus 10 New Orleans points. But the last three in the uh, fourth quarter stymied any chances we just mentioned of Chicago having uh, to come back from that 24 to 17 one-score deficit. By the way, we have this tweet from Fabian Summer over at, uh, um, at uh, where's Fabian Summer? He's at uh, Action? No, Fabian Not Summer sure. is at is, is with Rob Pozzola at the Hammer. Pardon me. Fabian Summer's over at the Hammer. He said the Saints had a 5 to nothing turnover advantage and didn't cover. Teams with a plus-5 turnover margin were 227-12-1 against the spread since 1989. 1989. That is wild. Another that is s- wild. Sorry, I was doing public enemy. Uh, okay, and this is, so the Saints get the plus-5 turnover advantage, still can't cover but the Bears don't get the win. So this is Carolina at Chicago. We probably made more of this than I should have. The 1-7 Panthers at the 2-7 Bears. I couldn't decide between the Bears minus 4 or the Bears minus 3.5. I ended up with the Bears minus 3.5. Ding, 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 ding. Right on. 3.5. 3.5 on the Bears. Yep. Yeah, up from 3 earlier. I think that's where it opened most places, but it is 3.5 now at DraftKings. Um, oh, came my way. wasn't wasn't that initially? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was it was it was uh, Bears three earlier. Um, that's why I punched these in earlier this morning, about four hours ago. Um, and then yeah, we're three and a half pretty much everywhere in the market right now. Um, 
not much to say about these two teams other than um, Arizona's probably still worse with Clayton Toon than the both of these teams are. So I think, again, Eric Eager's greatest call is Arizona will will end up with a number one pick. We'll get to them if they're going with Kyler Murray or with Clayton Toon or what's happening there. But these two teams uh, going nowhere fast, still can't get in the win column. But I will say the Tyson Bajan experience has been better than most would have expected oh, a D2 man. quarterback yeah. for sure. I mean, you know, going back to that tweet real quick, like that was – I was sitting there the whole game. I had the – I had the Saints tied into a teaser. I didn't end up getting home. But, like, sitting there, you're like, well, how many times are you going to turn the ball over and still be live in this game? And he set them up for a little bit of success, at least early on. We'll come back. Uh, we'll continue with Week 10 games. We'll get to the Sunday slate. And we'll talk uh, Kansas City-Miami, which I know they're both on buys this week. But we've got to touch on that game yesterday from Frankfurt. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network guessing lines for Week 10. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the uh, feedback. James O'Connor, Gil, you're seeing the ball well lately. Uh, Megapod has been on a uh, epic run with all of our picks, so check nice. it out again. The beating the book Megapod uh, for all those on the beating the book feed. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Hope it lasts. Ray Pierce, I have a three-team money line parlay: Ravens, Bengals, and Chargers. I'm pretty sure you guarantee uh, you guaranteed that nothing could go wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I guarantee. You have any play on tonight's game, Chargers and Jets? No, I got nothing. I'd be I'd be leaning Chargers, which I feel like is is in the minority. I I feel like I know I know multiple people that have bets on the Jets tonight, but I I can't get there. Grayson Rossi pointing out to us that Pete Futak, our, our lovely college football friend, hates doesn't understand he doesn't understand the logic of down eight going for two, so you know quote exactly what you need. Pete says. If you kick the extra point, you know, ex- you know exactly what you need. We'll have to have a discussion with Pete about that later in the week. Oh, man. Jesse I, Will. That was, I mean, it, it wasn't last night the perfect example of, like, you saw it play out where they get the two. Yeah. So, like, now you know that they have a better chance of winning after that. Than Se- it- second half wagers came down to that two-point conversion, by did, the way. Talking about they? Sean McDermott, Oof. yeah. Because I think it was uh, Cincinnati plus six. Jesse Welch. Just want to congratulate us all. Uh, who had made Stroud the number one overall pick. The Texans and Panthers season thus far are payment enough for my bets that should have cashed. I wish it worked that way. Uh, let's see. Uh, this is uh, just to follow Visa. It says, I'm not 100% on what happened because of uh, stupid adult responsibilities taking my attention, but my Texans minus two and a half would have benefited from them signing Matt Brown mid-drive, right? Well, it worked out for him anyway. <laughs> 
surprised. I was actually surprised we didn't get 10, 10 times more tweets oh, about that yesterday. We'll, we'll get a bunch of them. The Better Life, Tim Lawson. I'll say it again. I'm growing tired of commentators mentioning analytics in a way that sounds like they're apologizing to the viewer for the decision that's being made in the game. Oh, I 100% agree mm-hmm. with that. Uh, we'll do one more here. It's not juice if you win. Why can't you talk about your circuit picks after the fact? Oh, I can. Also, can you explain how to calculate the value of your, of your survivor pool so I can figure it out for my own pool. Thank you. Always love the show, boys. I think he's talking about the intrinsic value. Just the, the total money in the pool divided by the number of entries remaining. That's all I'm talking about there. And then uh, in terms of what I had yesterday, I lost on the Panthers. I couldn't come up with a fifth pick. I was like, well, I don't know. I'm going I'm to hope the Panthers are, are as good as some folks say they are because it's tough to get to five. I can't do it. I can't do it. They're, they're, to, this past weekend was it's when, tough to get to it's five. It's when the list started, Yeah, uh, Gil, of teams that – Teams that I can't, I can't handle anymore. Either betting on, betting against, or just having it a bet all together. Yeah. Panthers are on that list. It was now. dumb. I the tried to get cute with them a couple weeks. Worked out one time. Nope, nope. See you later. Before that, I had correct. Uh, as, as if you listen to guessing lines, you knew that I liked Cincinnati, uh, who got it done against Buffalo last night. I liked uh, Washington. Yep. If you listened to the show last week, you heard me talk about how I don't think the line should have moved when Washington got rid of both Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Uh, I liked the Eagles, which was super duper fortunate, by the way. I completely admit it, but I didn't buy into what like all of our guests, all of our guests loved Dallas last week. I just didn't. I've seen too many Philly Dallas games to have understood that conviction. So that got uh, f- uh, that was fortunate. That got home, and uh, the fourth one, and I'm drawing a blank now on what the fourth one was. Go oh, Kansas City against Miami, and if you listen to the Megapod on that. That was kind of just a default. I've been saying Miami's a bully all this time, and I'm like, and I needed to, to come up with enough picks. And I'm like, I, I'll just take Kansas City until Miami proves me otherwise. So that was the, uh, that was my four or five. Uh, about that Kansas City-Miami game yesterday, I, I realized both teams are on buys this week, so this won't apply to Week 10. But Kansas City does get it done 21-14. to 14. It was a tale of two halves. In fact, with 231 left in the second quarter, Kansas City was outgaining Miami 201-67. to 67. At that point in the game, and they were up 14 to nothing. From that point, 236, 231, pardon me, left in the second quarter to the end of the game. And I'll just do the quick math with the uh, the final total yards. Miami outgained Kansas City um, 225 to 66, and they end up losing 21 to 14. Miami does on a final sequence. They're, they're get, taking the ball downfield. That final uh, sequence of four downs for Miami. To a like regressed into like a high school quarterback, it felt like yeah. on that on that last sequence. They got the ball all the way to the Kansas City 31 with 117 left on two Mostert runs of 25 and 19, but then three incomplete passes, one looking worse than the previous. Like where, where are you throwing the ball, kind of thing. And then on the on fourth down, a wayward snap, and that was the ball game. So uh, Kansas City does get it done. Um, but in order, I fully admit this, though we say it all the time. The NFL is Plinko. In order to end up with good records in the NFL, you got to get the best of these kind of toss-up games in the end. And so they've worked out for me, admittedly. But did you learn anything about either team? I just want to – I'll put one question to you because Dolphins are exactly who they thought they were. They're a bully. Todd Wishnev said something very interesting about the Chiefs yesterday. We're so locked into thinking of them, uh, thinking of them as an offensive juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Has the time come for us to think about them as actually a better defensive team than offensive team and that it's really just the power of Mahomes on offense? Oh, I think there's a lot of that going on this year. Um, 
I, I will say I think that if at the end of the year, if we're saying that this was a better defense than than an offense, though, the Kansas City Chiefs are not winning a Super Bowl. That very well could be true. Just of overall. I hear what Todd's saying because, yeah. yes, it is basically only Mahomes on offense right now. I think there's some wisdom in that, though, right? Like we think we, we don't really think of them in the same way that they are now. I think that's where yeah. that's where it's look. The defense is covering up and helping them get wins, that covering up some major problems on this offense right now. And I, there's a lot of the you know NFL trade deadline. We could you know we could talk about this stuff for days. But some of these teams that just feel like there's an obvious need and can't go out and get get something to help the wide wide receivers. Of course, is so thin here. Like they needed something. Let's go to do a game on Sunday morning. Let's Back to Germany. It. Colts at Patriots. In Germany once again. Oh, Colts Patriots. This ain't your Dolphins Chiefs game, Germans. Yeah, enjoy this one. Four and five Colts. Two and seven Patriots. You see Bill Belichick's record without Tom Brady? Can we flash that up on the screen? Ho, ho, ho. He ain't no Joe Jackson Gibbs. I don't care what any of y'all say. As witnessed by his straight-up record without Tom Brady, which we'll get to momentarily. Indianapolis, as we just talked about, beats... Uh, they beat Carolina uh, on strength of those two pick sixes. Minshew was 17 of 26 for 127 in the victory. Again, they were outgained by the Panthers, 275 to 198. Uh, but those two pick sixes were everything. New England loses to Washington outright, 20 to 17. Uh, opening Pat's drive of the game after a Washington three and out to start. Fourth and three at the Washington 39. They went for it. Jones, incomplete attendant for Tyquan Thornton. Skins eventually got a sly 37-yard field goal, three to nothing Washington. Then after New England three and out again, uh, Washington, the Commodores, they went 80 yards. Robinson in from nine, 10 to nothing Washington. Could it be a route? Of course not. It's Washington. 12:05 left in the second quarter. Then after a New England three and out, Washington second and eight at their own 16. Robinson hit by Jahani Tavia, uh, Jelani, pardon me, Jelani Tavia. Uh, fumbles. Devon Godshaw recovers, sets up New England at, wa- at the Washington 25. Three plays in Jones to. Uh, Hunter Henry from 14 out, 10 to 7. Commodores, 9.26 left in the second quarter. Then after a Washington punt, New England went 84 yards in two plays. Jones to Juju for 20. Then Ramondre from 64 out to the house. 14 to 10, New England, 6.01 left in the second quarter. And then Washington took it all the way downfield from their own 20 to the New England 5. And Sam Howell with a horrific pick in the end zone. Kyle Duggar on the other end. So New England led this 14 to 10 at the half. And Washington led in total yards 246 to 163. Uh, time of possession was 21 minutes and 42 seconds to 818. But because of the minus two in turnovers, they trailed 14 to 10. Opening drive of the second half, third and 10 at the Washington 38 for Mac Jones. He's sacked by KJ Henry. He fumbles and the commodes recover. But no, Kelly, roughing the passers called. 15 yards for playing football, 15 yards for tackling. Results in a free three points eventually for New England. Chad Ryland for 43 was 17 to 10. New England with 10-14 left in the third quarter. And if you were a Washington fan at this point, or you had the Commodores in a bet, you were infuriated. This is the worst roughing the passer call I think I might have ever yeah. seen. Well, it's up there. There's been plenty. Of them. <laughs> I can't say it's the, <laughs> the worst one of this worst. week. <laughs> uh, Skins came right back 75 yards though. Howell to Dotson from 33 out. Tie ball game at 17 with 6:51 left in the third. Then after New England punt, followed by a sly 30-yard field goal. 2017 Washington 149 left in the third quarter. That would be your final because the teams traded punts. 
Uh, Washington was like fourth and one at their own 40. They're like, we'll punt it with 11-21 to go. Then they traded punts again. New England punted once more. And after a three and out, Washington got the ball back up three with 5.04 to go at their own five. Fourth and two at their own 27. New England would jump offside when Washington was in punt formation. That extended the drive. And then New England ended up with the ball down three at their own 10 with 2.07 left and no timeouts. But fourth and fourth, the Washington 49 with 102 to go. Jones intended for Juju. First, uh, first it gets to, jo- to Juju for six, but two plays later, by the way, they convert that fourth down. Second and eight at the Washington 41 with 38 seconds to go. Jones picked by Jartavius Martin off the deflection ball game, and Washington holds on. Jones was 24 of 44 for 220. They gave up 432 total yards to Washington. I will say New England and Indianapolis will be a pick em in Germany. What else can you make? Colts two-point favorite. Really? Yeah. I don't It's a coin flip. Like, how can you? Who's a favorite in this game? I, I mean, maybe so. Maybe maybe Indianapolis should be a tick because New England is terrible. Mm-hmm. Coming back, more to guess, looking for value. Numbers Game Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Here are three reasons Zinn is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food-grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties. And they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, we get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the uh, the feedback and the reaction from everybody. Joey Sinante. Uh, as old as that Billy Walters commercial is getting, uh, it still isn't worse than Pat Boone trying to get me to buy silver and gold that aired like two years ago. That's very, that's very true. <laughs> I remember that one. Pat yeah. Boone is very <laughs> insistent on it. Uh, Joe Abraham. You guys might have already tried this, but an open invite to the show for anyone who failed to submit their survivor pick would be a fun segment if any accepted. That's a great idea, and it is an open invitation. Let me just say this, but God, I feel bad for those folks. You know, again, four non-submissions in the month of November. We're this far in. And again, I just, I always worry about those people. Like, what's happening in their lives? Yeah, I'm going to make a call and say I don't want to hear from those people. Because either, what, either something bad probably happened or they're pissed off. I mean, they're not going to be happy. (laughs) I'm going to make a call above your call and say, (laughs) call us. We want you on the show. Uh, Judd O'Connor, Colts last year and Panthers this year. The malpractice Reich is performing to these NFL franchises should make him as employable as McDaniels. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I, I, I don't think he wanted Bryce Young. I think he wanted C.J. Stroud. Phil Weiss, I guess your 60% rule only pertains to everyone else. Well, Phil, the, the gentleman uh, by the name of uh, It's Not Juice If You Win asked me directly, so that's why I gave the pics of what I just had. I'm talking about moving forward. We're not going to talk about our sub-60% entries in any kind of exciting, excitable way or excited way that we might actually cash in this. 
But, oh, if we get above 60%, Kelly, all bets are off. Tom Collins. Gil, thank you for keeping the great Joe Gibbs as the top NFL coach of the modern era. Coach Gibbs won the three Super Bowls with three average quarterbacks, no Hall of Famers. That is correct, sir. Coach Belichick has won how many without Brady? That is also correct. By the way, here's Brady's record. Do we have that finally? Brady's record uh, without Bill Belichick. 81 and 95. Or I should say Belichick's record without Brady as his, as his quarterback. 81 and 95 straight up lifetime. Do you know what uh, Joe Gibbs' record is without Tom Brady? Three Super Bowl titles. That's what his record is without Tom Brady. So we'll point that out. All right, let's do more of these. Let's get some value. Let's get some, let's get some right. bets. Early window on Sunday, 10 Pacific time, 1 Eastern, Texans at Bengals. Texans 4-4 four and four under D'Amico Ryans. Bengals now 5-3 and three after that win last night against the Buffalo Bills. Houston, first of all, this was this a game of the day, I think. Philly-Dallas gave, gave it a run. But I'm going to say this was the game oh, of the day yeah. yep. uh, between Houston and Tampa Bay. Third play from scrimmage, Stroud to Schultz, fumbles, sets up a McLaughlin 35-yard field goal, three to nothing Tampa. Ensuing drive. Houston goes seven plays, 75 yards. Stroud to Nico Collins for 14, seven to three Houston. Then Tampa Bay 75 yards. Mayfield to Kate Otten from three yards out, 10 to seven Tampa. We're still in the first quarter. Teams trade three and outs. Then after another Houston three and out, Bucks go 40 yards on a short field set up by an unsportsmanlike penalty on the punt return. Rashad White eventually in from one, 17-7 Tampa Bay. 9.05 left of the second quarter. They got some cushion. 20-10 Tampa Bay, third quarter now. First play, Texans have the ball in the second half. Stroud to Noah Brown for 75, mostly yak. But with Fairbairn hurt, we learned that Kaimi Fairbairn got hurt at some point in the first half with a quad injury. Now, Kelly, I am no field goalologist or kickerologist, but I'm told a quad injury is important. He couldn't go. Yeah. So Houston, down now 20-16. to 16. They go for two because they don't have a kicker. People are like, why are they going for two? They're only down for it. They don't have a kicker. Uh, they fail, by the way. So it remains 20-16, 12-20 left in the third quarter. Now it's 23-16. to 16. Tampa Bay's up a touchdown. Houston goes 79 yards. Stroud to Tank Dell from 29 down. 23-22. Remember, they have no kicker. So they go for two. Stroud misfires, intended for, for Dell again. 23-22, it remains. 5.59 left in the third quarter. This was bananas. After a Tampa Bay three and out, Houston gets to fourth and goal at the Atlanta nine. Now remember, no kicker, but in this case, no kicker, no problem. Stroud to Schultz, touchdown. Two-point conversion is good. Stroud takes it himself, and all of a sudden, Houston is up seven. 14-11 to go. Tampa Bay comes right back, though, 75 yards. Mayfield to Evans for 53, the big one, setting up a white one-yard touchdown plunge. 30-30, to 11-43 to go. Houston ends up with a fourth and goal at the uh, 11 with 8.48 left. Remember, no Kaimi Fairbairn. No problem. Dare Ugunbowale, a running back, 29-yard field goal. He's kicking the ball off, too, after this. Good. 33-30, to 30, Texas, 8.41 to go. Dare Ugunbowale is your kicker now. Teams trade three and outs. Houston with some fumble luck, by the way, when Stroud got stripped on third and 18 at their own 14, but George Fant landed on it. Always remember, remember fumble luck, boys and girls. Tampa Bay, they matriculate, starting at their 39 with 4.27 to go. They're down three. They get to a third and 23 at their own 38 with 1.55 to go. Mayfield to Trey Palmer for 21. Then fourth, fourth and two at the Houston 41. Mayfield for a gutsy five yards. Three plays later, Mayfield to Otten for 14 out. Touchdown. Tampa Bay's going to win this. 46 seconds to go. 37-33 bucks. 46 seconds. What could happen, right? Well, Stroud could happen. C.J. Stroud to Schultz for 14. Timeout, Houston. Then to Schultz for two. Final timeout for Houston. 
then to Noah Brown for 18, then to Tank Dell for 26, tiptoeing the sidelines, then to Dell in the end zone, touchdown from 15 out, six seconds to go, 39-37 Houston. Here's the issue. A lot of people had Houston minus two yeah. and a half. So all you got to do is kick the extra point, right? Right, but you don't have a kicker. Also, here's the thing on the two-point conversion. You don't want to risk something going nuts and fumbling and having the Bucks return it for a two-point score the other direction. So you know what D'Amico Ryan's absolutely correctly does? They kneel on the football. Yep. Oh, the conspiracy theorists go crazy out there, but it was the correct uh, football yes, play. Yes, absolutely the correct thing. Just a smart play. By the way, touchback on the kickoff. From from your running back kicker now, pitchy pitchy woo woo fails ball game. Houston Texans thirty nine, Bucks thirty seven. Buccaneers get the money, ATS, but Houston gets the win. Stroud thirty for forty two, a rookie record four seventy five touchdowns, with matches a rookie record. By the way, uh, was not uh, or did not throw a pick. Was sacked three times. Noah Brown six for one fifty three and a touchdown. Schultz ten for one thirty and a touchdown. Dell, 6 for 114 and two touchdowns. They outgained Tampa Bay 496 to 332 in a game where both teams combined for 18 penalties and 205 yards. What a win for Houston. And let me just say this. Rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year, rest in peace. It is C.J. Stroud. Mm -hmm. He is as high as anywhere between $5 to like $7 this morning, minus 500 to minus 700. You are betting, a, you are betting against an injury if you're betting anybody else at this point with C.J. Stroud. Good on him. Absolutely good on him. Who are they playing again? That was two. That took forever. Cincinnati? Uh, yeah, 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 Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, it deserved it, by the way. What a dramatic. Real, real quick, though. Yeah. Would you have kicked, would you have kicked the field goal? The, the extra point, you mean? No, the field goal that they kicked with, with, uh, with Ugbedalia. Oh, earlier in the quarter? Butchering his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they know more about him than I do, so they must have been confident enough that he could hit one inside 30, which he did. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was the per it was the exact like example of Matt Brown freaking out about that nobody could kick. But that's like, exactly right. I mean, if I'm a head coach, this is this is not someone who I would think is regularly working out with the special teams. Like you, all you've gotten to see, I would think, is six or seven kicks during pregame workouts. You know, whatever. I know it was at the 11-yard line. What else are you going to do? The whole reason Matt Brown decided to kick these field goals on this show is because he couldn't believe a punter couldn't kick a 21-yarder. Well, someone on the team couldn't. Yeah. Well, a punter specifically, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. And they could, they didn't have one apparently either. I, that, I was a little surprised they went for it, but they made it. Cincinnati beats Buffalo last night. Uh, they traded touchdowns at the beginning of the game. Cincinnati uh, had the ball twice. Buffalo once. It was 14-7 to Cincinnati uh, with seconds left in the first quarter. Then they traded punts. Uh, Buffalo down seven. They have a second and 10 at their own 12. Allen was picked by Cam Taylor Britt. That set up Cincinnati at the 32, but they couldn't do anything with it. Uh, the second and one at the 23, no gain, then a delay game, then a hold, then an offside, Zach, and a false start. Anyway, they had to punt. So it's still 14 to seven, but then Buffalo three and out. Cincinnati fourth and one at the Buffalo 36. With 2.39 left in the second quarter, they're up seven. Burrow to chase for 11. Three plays later, Burrow to Drew Sample for 22. 21-7 to seven, Cincinnati, 137 left in the second quarter. That's how the half would end after Allen was called for an intentional grounding that would knock Buffalo out of field goal range. Remember, we saw that earlier in the year with Geno Smith. It doesn't matter to the officials what your intention is as quarterback. If you misread the play, if you don't know where the wide receiver is going to end up, they just care about where the ball lands. And so 21-7 to 7 at the half. Um, 
Buffalo would get a Tyler Bass field goal to make it 21 to 10 a little later on. Uh, Cincinnati fourth and five at the Buffalo 37 with 221 left in the third quarter. They would only gain two on a burrow to sample pass. Buffalo got the ball back. They would matriculate first and 10 at the Cincinnati 22 down 11. Allen to Dalton Kincaid, though, and he fumbled, though. Cincinnati would get another 20-yard chip shot field goal from McPherson to make it 24 to 10. And then Buffalo, you know, late in the game, 12 plays, 75 yards. They go uh, took 432. Allen to Diggs for 17. They went for two, and they got it. Allen to Diggs, down eight, down from 14 to eight. They went for two to make it six. That made Buffalo a second-half spread winner, but Buffalo never saw the ball again, and Cincinnati takes home the money preflop. Uh, I will say Cincinnati minus seven and a hook at home against okay, Houston. Okay, so interesting. This opened like seven, seven and a half. I think it even got up to eight, but it is back down to seven. Pretty much, yeah, eight at DraftKings earlier this morning. is down to seven. More guessing lines on the other side. Numbers game, Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Skill Alexander, we get tweets at Beat of the Book. A lot of people fascinated by the fact that uh, the whole punter kicker thing and the Matt Brown, like this is why Matt Brown went crazy about it. Uh, Tom Steffen says, I'll never understand why teams don't have punters and kickers cross-train as emergency backups. What else do they do during the week? And Nash, last name Mash, I'm officially on Matt Brown's side if punters are useless if they can't be utilized as your break glass backup kicker. Seriously, why pay millions of dollars for these guys just to punt the football, which only Ron Rivera gets joy out of? It's joy out of doing. Uh, Trip Tepper points out a, another big, uh, another big point in that Texans Bucks game. He said Bowles' clock management in the Texans Bucks game was atrocious. He uh, burned the final timeout at 49 seconds to avoid a 10-second runoff from Houston from the Houston 14. You want less time in case you score. Next play touchdown. Bowles handed Houston two more plays with that decision. Stroud touchdown with six seconds left, and then uh, Shine the Professor. Did this just uh, leave my screen? There it is. Shine the professor. Professor Shine said Bill Belichick had an impossible situation in Cleveland. No quarterback. Won a playoff game with Testaverde all in the middle of Modell threatening to move the Browns, which he did by announcing the move in the middle of Belichick's final season. Browns were top five defense. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a terrible coach. He's a Hall of Famer. But I'll take the guy, again, just comparing him to, because we had this discussion through the lens of Bruce Bochy last week. Is Bruce Bochy the greatest manager of our lifetime, just like Joe Gibbs is the greatest coach. Yes, because the both of them won multiple titles with nothing. Like, there's not a kid who's 25 years old. Do you think there's a kid who's 25 years old today that can name one of those Washington players? One of them. Seriously. Rigo, maybe? So, nobody. again, won three Super Bowls. One with a quarterback who no one in the NFL wanted and had to play in the CFL. Or at least Miami didn't want him and Joe Theismann. Um, one with a guy who nobody in the NFL wanted, 
in Doug Williams, maybe for other reasons, by the way, at that time. And then one with a six-round draft pick at a wazoo by the name of Mark Rippon, again, just named the quarterbacks. I'll take that guy. He had strike seasons to overcome. He had teams that he had. He took scabs to a 3-0 and record that uh, movies were made of. So anyway, we could have that argument forever. But I'll go with the Bochies and the Gibbs of the world. Uh, okay, what's next? Saints at Vikings. Saints at Vikings. All right, Saints at Vikings. Ooh, this is a sneaky good game. Yeah. Five and four Saints, five and four Vikings. Derek Carr in that uh, win over the Bears yesterday was 25 and 34 for 211. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked zero times. Taysom Hill, one, uh, one pass completed, one for one for three yards and a touchdown. 11 carries for 52 yards and four catches for 13 and a touchdown. Taysom Hill becomes the fifth player to join the NFL's 10-10-10 club. 10 passing touchdowns, 10 receiving touchdowns, and 10 rushing touchdowns. Mazel tov to Taysom Hill. I did not catch that. It becomes the fourth player? Fifth. Fifth? Yes. There's four other guys that have done this? Yes. I'll get you the names on the break. Like, past the year 1938? I don't know what year it's past. I'm just telling you. (laughs) (laughs) Past the year... I don't know. Uh, they, outgained, they were outgained by Chicago. New Orleans was 368-301, but plus five in turnovers, as we mentioned yesterday. Plus five that led to plus 10 New Orleans net points. Uh, but the last three of those turnovers in the fourth quarter, stymieing any chance Chicago had to come back from their 24-17 to deficit. But again, we showed that record earlier um, from the gentleman Fabian Summer over at uh, the Hammer, which is y- you can't cover with plus five in turnovers. That's incredible. It's so rare. And then there's the Minnesota Vikings. What a story this was yesterday. Josh Dobbs, who got there a second and a half ago, which is the second time this year that Josh Dobbs has gotten somewhere a yes. second and a half yeah. ago and had it to start for. But it was his fifth team. Josh Dobbs is fifth team since November of last mm-hmm. year, since week 15 of last year. It's his fifth team. Sitting all week, too, wondering why the hell do you – like, Vikings, you really believe – you really you traded for Josh Dobbs? Like, you really believe this is going to give your team this much of a boost? They didn't even need to give the guy a full week of practice. Oh, I think they knew. I think they knew this is if they're going to go for it. This was exactly the guy to get right. Vikings thirty-one, Falcons twenty-eight. But we thought we were getting Jaron Hall this week for the mm-hmm. full game. Uh, Team traded punts and field goals to start the game, but on on uh, uh, one play before the Minnesota field goal to tie it at three, Jaron Hall hit on his try to get in the end zone, hurt, ruled out almost immediately, or at least a few plays after that, and Joshua Dobbs makes his debut. He didn't even know, Kelly didn't even know his teammates' names in some cases. After an Atlanta punt, Minnesota at their own five, Dobbs sacked by Calais Campbell in the end zone. Safety 5-3 Atlanta, 14-01 left second quarter. Then an 8-3 game, Atlanta's up, first and 10 at their own 26. Dobbs hit by Arnold uh, Ibikati, fumbles. Lorenzo Carter recovers, returns at 19 yards. But the uh, Minnesota defense held, led to another coup field goal, 11-3 Atlanta. All right, Vikings then go 75 yards. Set up by a third and 11 conversion by Hobbs from the Atlanta 14, where Next Gen had him going 59.7 yards on the scramble. Mm-hmm. Was unbelievable. And then Hobbs to Madison from two out, two plays later, 11 to 10 Atlanta. What a play by Dobbs. And you thought, well, he can't make a better play than that. Oh, yes, he could. Third quarter, 14. You know, when we hit halftime, when we hit halftime, Smash Atlanta second half. Are you kidding me? Smash You smashed Oh, yeah. We're, the scores in this situation. Josh Dobbs has been there for four days. He doesn't know these guys' names. He doesn't know <laughs> plays. I know he's been great all year. 
The heck with that. I don't even like Atlanta. Smash Atlanta second half. What did you do to Atlanta second half? Smash! Third quarter, 14-13 to 13 Atlanta now. Atlanta goes 75 yards, 60 on an almost all-yak touchdown pass from Heineke to Janu Smith, or as we're calling him now, Janu. 21-13 to 13 Atlanta, 6.52 left third quarter. Heineke's going crazy. Then after a Minnesota three and out, Atlanta first play, first and 10 at their own 18. Bijan hit by uh, Caleb Evans, fumbles. Josh Metellus recovers. Minnesota, short field of the Atlanta 46 plays. Dobbs in from 18. I love when he does that. Did it for the Cardinals a lot, too. 21 to 19. And then on the two-point. He doesn't know the plays, Gills. That's all he can do. Hobbs to Tristan Jackson on the two-point conversion. We're tied at 21 with 220 left in the third. Then Heineke throws a pick on the very first play of the ensuing drive. Byron Murphy Jr. on the other end, because of course he does. That leads to a Joseph 31-yard field goal. 24-21 Minnesota with 14-18 to go. Then after the team's trade punts. Atlanta goes 80 yards, including a third and eight. Heineke conversion with his feet. Then Algier eventually in from five out. Atlanta takes the lead 28-24 with 2.08 to go. And the people who smashed Atlanta are feeling good. Oh, yeah, this is perfect. Now we're left with such limited time. He doesn't know the plays, doesn't know the names. He can't possibly pull this off, Gil. Minnesota ends up with a fourth and seven at the Atlanta 34 with 52 seconds to go. You're feeling good. Here it is. I just need one stop, one stop. And then Joshua Hobbs with an impossible 22-yard scramble. What say? Oh, it's a typo. <laughs> Joshua Dobbs. Do I keep saying Hobbs? Yes. Oh. So like three times this weekend. Oh, you know why? Because it's in my thing. I got to change away. Hey. Gil, a big Hobbs and Shaw fan. Sorry, guys. Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Joshua Dobbs with an impossible 22-yard scramble. Impossible. First and 10 at the Atlanta 12 with 39 seconds to go. Down four. Incomplete. To Hawkinson for six. Then to Brandon Powell for the remaining six. Touchdown, Minnesota. 31-28. Oh 22 seconds to go. That's how it would end. Dobbs, 20 of 30 for 158. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked three times. Seven for 66 on the ground. A touchdown. He did lose two fumbles. Minnesota beats Atlanta 31-28. to Minnesota by one and a half. I'll split the difference between a pick them and a three. This is the biggest Dobbs so far this year. Gil, the number one, it is... What did you just say? What was your guess? Minnesota minus one and a half. Saints minus two and a half. Oh, the wrong team's favorite. You had one. I couldn't remember. Wrong I couldn't remember favorite. which one it was. It was this one. Let me just ask you this. Okay. Uh, I know we're supposed to do a second game here, but I'm going I'm to yeah, ask you this. Nah, it, this deserves okay. it. When you think of Derek Carr, when the average person thinks of Derek Carr, is it? Am I correct when I say they think of Derek Carr as not an elite quarterback, but a better-than-average NFL quarterback? Yeah, Slightly better like than better average. than Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. Okay. When they think of Joshua Dobbs, forget about Joshua Hobbs for a second, <laughs> but when they think about Joshua Dobbs, do you think that the average person thinks of Josh Dobbs as a journeyman, pick-up-off-the-scrap-heap, below-average, slightly below-average, but feisty NFL quarterback? Yeah, I think you just described him perfectly. What okay. Most people think. I have the opposite opinion of both. I think Josh, I would take Josh Dobbs over Derek Carr 10 out of 10 times at the end of, at the ends of any NFL game. Because Derek Carr, I'm going back to his, his Raiders days. Okay. Yeah. Historically, whenever there's a key decision to be made late in the game, he always makes the wrong one. Not always, but usually makes the wrong one. Josh Dobbs, I don't care what uniform we've seen him in. Tennessee's, Arizona's, now with the Vikings. He is always making plays. The Saints could win this game, but they shouldn't be favored. I think the Vikings should be favored. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I doubt I'll be getting involved with this. I think it's interesting to say. I hear what you're saying. Huge I, football game for I, both. Yeah, it's a huge game. 
I like. Well, I kind of snickered when you first said sneaky because I think for us as betters, you don't think of like, yeah, you just look at records. They're five and four. Both yeah. these teams are five and four. Yeah. And Dobbs has been incredible. He is the ultimate so far this season. Nobody else that I can put higher on my list of, sir, I must tip my cap to you because you have beaten me soundly betting against you and proven me time, time and time again that I shouldn't be doing this. Sorry when I uh, put in Dobbs in my uh, notes. It autocorrects to Hobbs. Apparently, they don't like the name Dobbs. And so then I Ron Burgundy <laughs> through it. My apologies. To Joshua Dobbs and the entire Dobbs family. Because I love you, man. And right, any Josh Hobbs out there. That's a bet. That's a bet for me. Okay. Minnesota. A uh, whole bunch more games to get to. We will do so on the other side. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Our number two of a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by Bar Canada at the D. Bar Canada, for our Spanish speakers out there, right here at the D. El D. It's Gil Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin. Uh, guessing lines for week number 10 in the National Football League, trying to extract value, an exercise that has worked splendidly with the exception of one week uh, thus far this year. Splendidly. We get tweets at beating the book. Torch D. Bought my uncle a Gem Mint 10 CJ Stroud card for his birthday a few months ago. Kind of want that back now. <laughs> I don't blame you, Torch D. Shine still wants to do the Gibbs-Belichick, uh, still Gibbs-Belichick debate. I love you, Shine. Gibbs had Bobby Beathard as the GM. True. Beathard was responsible for players and was very savvy with old IT rules. IT? Um, when Beathard went to San Diego, that's how he got Stan Humphreys. Also, Rippon was on the 87 inactive roster. Oh, you don't have to tell me, Shine. Never played until 1990. Not allowed to stockpile quarterbacks. On and on. Maybe Belichick needs a new GM, he says. Yes, he should fire himself as the GM. That's for sure. If I mean, what a, we're, we all know what's going on, right? He's just waiting until he gets that wins record, and then it's see you later. Yeah. You hear the who was the rumor? Someone started the rumor that he would end up in Washington. Speaking of conflating the two things, that that next year, Josh uh, I've Harris. Heard, I've, will, I've heard a couple. Yeah. Things. But by the way, really quick, did you see the Glazer report on this Raiders stuff? Speaking of the Patriots. Oh, what was the, that? The, that they just lo- they went crazy when they won, and they had a grievance airing of grievances, and they hate Josh McDaniels. Oh, it was like McDaniels. No, no, like McDaniels asking Antonio Pierce to like make a speech to the go see Glazers, go to yeah. his Twitter, see what he actually yeah. said. But like asked Antonio Pierce to like give a speech to the players to to kind of help hype them up after they're playing bad, right? Mm-hmm. And he's not able to get through to the players. So he uses is an, an example of the Giants beating the Patriots, and McDaniel's pulls him aside afterwards and says, "Never do that again. Yeah, never do that yeah. again." Got upstairs to Mark Davis. Good for you, Mark Davis. Uh, I've turned a corner on I that. I believe that report, and I did hear that report. I believe that report more than I believe the one that came out last oh, no. week. <laughs> do you see that one? I don't even think that the one you Where sent me. Mark Davis gave him a fortune cookie. Yeah, After he dressed up as Mark Davis, Josh McDaniels on Halloween, and in the fortune cookie, the fortune said, nice nice job, hot shot, you're fired, or whatever. There's all kinds of rumors coming yeah, out. Yeah, but that was a tweet from some guy. This is a le- this is Jay Glazer, and this yeah. is legit. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> believe me. I, I completely believe <laughs> I mean, that. With the Raiders, you'd believe the anything. The part about the Patriots, like him going crazy about that, I'd fire him, too. I'd be like, like, absolutely. They should have been fired on the spot. Like, what are you talking about? Co- you don't coach for that team anymore. Bro, Get out of the building. should have been fired way before that. Shouldn't have taken that. Uh, Doug Wedge. Dobbs, Hobbs, doesn't matter. They're both miracle workers. By the way, he's showing a picture of a Robert Redford 
as Hobbs from The Natural. Here's our poll question of the hour. Kelly, give him a poll question. All right, if I can figure out how to do a poll on Twitter, I'm going to tell him to do yeah. it. But otherwise, just tweet it. If you hear Gil Alexander say Hobbs during guessing lines, do you think The Natural <laughs> or do you think Fast and the Furious? That's right. It's going to give us our ultimate answer of how old is our audience? Master of Puppets, losing my Atlanta bet was probably one of the best bad beats in my life. Never understood why Atlanta did not put a spy on Dobbs. David Burns, don't care what Josh Dobbs does the rest of his career. The guy's a winner and makes the most of his ability. Arizona got rid of him because you cannot tank with a guy like him. That's a shout yep. All right, let's let's roll through a bunch. All right, of here these. we go. Early window. Packers at Steelers. All right, Packers beat the Rams yesterday. The three and five Packers at the five and three. Kelly, five and three Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Green Bay and the Rams yesterday. Pittsburgh obviously coming off uh, extra rest here. Their loss to Jacksonville on Thursday night. But Green Bay after a trade of punts. Brett Rippon, first and 10 at the Green Bay 45. 3.32 left in the first quarter. He fumbled, regained possession, sacked by Jonathan Owens, fumbled again. Devondre Campbell recovered. Green Bay short field, 41 yards. Jones in from three, seven to nothing. Green Bay, early second quarter. Seven to three at halftime after Lucas Haversick made a 52-yarder for the Rams and Carlson missed a 48-yarder. Third quarter, 10 to three, excuse me, seven to three still. Aaron Jones fumble led to a uh, Rams Haversick 49-yard try, which he missed. Then Green Bay matriculated, but on third and two at the Rams four, they got stopped by Aaron Donald sack. Carlson, 26-yard field goal, made it 10-3 with 2-10 left in the third quarter. Real barn burner here. Rams turn it over on downs, pack three and out, rip and pick by Anthony Johnson Jr., led to a Carlson, 34-yard field goal to make it 13-3, and then after a Rams three and out, Green Bay went 72 yards. Love to Luke Musgrave from 20 out, 20-3 Green Bay. That's how it would end. Love, 20 of 26 for 228. They outgained the Rams 391-187. to uh, You know how I was saying uh, the Rams wouldn't, you know, Puka wouldn't be affected by Stafford being out? Yeah, I was wrong. I thought it was Mark Rippon, going back to our previous conversation, and not Brett Rippon. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that would have helped <laughs> that, a little more. That's yeah. where I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't have any action in this game, by the way. Me either. But the Rams were horrific. Yeah. I feel, also feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like I saw about seven plays from this game. Yes, as well. Uh, that said, Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh minus four. I'll say it's more than a field goal. Close. It is. It's three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. I feel like if Pittsburgh's going to win one game handily this year, this might be it. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. What's next? Um, all right, let's keep rolling. Titans at Bucks. Titans, three and five Titans um, at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are also three and five. Who did I say played Thursday night? I got that wrong, by the way. Pittsburgh played Tennessee on Thursday right. night. Not yeah. I said Jacksonville. Jacksonville had a bye. Tennessee they played. I missed that so one. Tennessee with the extra rest here at Tampa Bay, who lost that unbelievable game to Houston, as we talked about. Uh, Mayfield was 21 of 30 for 265, two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked twice in that loss where, again, Houston relied on a running back to kick a field goal and kick off for them. Tampa Bay minus three. What else could it be? Tampa Bay minus one. I guess, it'll, I guess it could be minus one. You're not giving Billy Levi's enough credit. Uh, I don't, I mean, I just, I, I, it was a lazy guess of minus three. But I, I is really, it a game you're really interested in betting? No, yeah, at either. all. These this, two teams with the quarterback switch in, t in Tennessee and uh, Tampa is going to be, they're, look, they're a tough, grinded out three and five is an appropriate record for them. They're not going to be good. They're not going to be great. But when you're talking the NFC South, they're also not horrible. This may get the, what game do you want? No part of choice this yeah. week. It's it's in the mix for me. What's next? Forty ers at Jags. Probably ooh, game of the ooh. week. Game of the week. Five and three Niners, six and two Jags, both coming off a bye. San Francisco minus three. Uh, confirmed game of the week. By the way, <laughs> had to make sure it was. Oh, I thought my line uh, was confirmed. Shop around right now. This is a big two and a half three. 
two and a halves and threes widely available. So if you're looking to get involved early, uh, shop around because it is two and a half or three. I don't know about you, Gil. This one's this one's tough. I might be sitting on the sidelines for this one. Power rankings are going to be awawfully interesting this week. Yeah. All right. I think if you're if you're telling me I'm catching a full field goal plus, because I have a feeling the Niners are going to take money this week, I think it, it's going to be hard. It'd be Jags or pass. This is a step up in competition for Jags. Oh, it is big time, yeah. big time, absolutely. Let's squeeze in one. Uh, more. Browns at Ravens. Oh, that's a pretty good game mm-hmm. too. Browns are five and three. The Ravens are seven and two. The Ravens should be nine and zero, oh, and they're the only team you can say that about. Quite frankly, uh, Browns. There's really not much to say about this game. They played Arizona yesterday. Uh, three and zero. Oh, they're up three to nothing. First and ten at their own forty for Arizona. Down three to nothing. I should say now. Clayton Toon picked by Denzel Ward. That led to an eleven play, forty nine yard drive for Cleveland. Uh, Watson pass deflected high in the air, caught by Cooper in the end zone for an 11 yard touchdown. 10 to nothing, Cleveland. 6.48 left in the th- second quarter. It'll be 13 to nothing at halftime. By the way, the halftime yardage advantage was 193 to 31. Is that good for Arizona? <laughs> third quarter, first and 10 from the Ari- uh, for Arizona at their own 29.38 left in the third quarter. Tune sacked by Shelby Harris. Fumbles. Miles Garrett recovered three plays later. Uh, three plays later, Watson to, jo- to Njoku from five out, 20 to nothing, Cleveland. Uh, there's no need to go on. Browns would end up winning it 27 to nothing. Watson, 19 of 30 for 219. Two touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once. Cooper, five for 139 and a touchdown. The Browns held Arizona to seven first downs, one of 12 on third downs, 58 total yards, 17 of which were passing, and they were plus three in turnovers, which led to plus 14 Cleveland points, net points. Did it tell us anything about the Browns? Not a damn thing. By the way, if the, if the Cardinals keep playing Clayton Tune, my God. And then there's Baltimore. Well, it's an interesting. Yeah, no, we don't. It's supposed no, to be no. Kyler Murray this week, though. I, what, what, we led to, what we're led to believe at this moment. I love go, going back to that tweet. Yeah. You what you want to you want to get rid of Dobbs because yes, you want to tank, but you bring Kyler Murray in. Is he going to mess that I have up? No idea it, what they're but doing. But at the same time, you got to show him off if you're going to try to trade him, right? Do you? Do you really? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, Cleveland's at Baltimore. Baltimore, oh, <laughs> is this team, is the Super Bowl represented from the a- representative from the AFC staring in our face all this time? Baltimore against Seattle yesterday. If the teams traded punts twice, uh, and Seattle punted yet again. Baltimore went 81 yards on 12 plays, spanning the end of the first and the start of the second quarter. Gus in from four, seven to nothing. Baltimore 13:06 left in the second quarter. After the teams traded turnovers, Geno was picked by Geno Stone. Then Lamar was sacked by Boye Mafe and fumbled. Seattle then went three and out. Then Baltimore went 84 yards. Gus in from three, 14 to nothing. Baltimore 2:39 left, second quarter. 14 to three game now. 59 seconds left in the second quarter. You're like, well, this half's gonna end. No, teams traded turnovers again. First Lamar to OBJ, hit by Trey Brown. He fumbles. Then Bobby Wagner recovered that. Then Seattle set up at the Baltimore 43 with 49 seconds left in the half. Three plays later, Geno sacked by Kyle Van Noy. He fumbles. Broderick Washington recovers. Baltimore then set up at the Seattle 36 with 33 seconds left in the quarter. Leads to a Tucker 37-yard field goal. 17-3. Ravens at the half. 238 to 89 total yards advantage for Baltimore at halftime. Then 23-3 after two Tucker field goals and two Seattle three and outs. Keaton Mitchell, the speedster from 40 out. 30-3 Baltimore with 29 seconds left in the third quarter. They'd add a Huntley, who was in for Lamar uh, at that point, to OBJ touchdown, 37-3 Baltimore. By the way, Baltimore kneeled on it at the end, or it would have been worse on the scoreboard. That's your final, 37-3 Baltimore over Seattle, who's a playoff contender and a 
top 10 fringe, top 10 power rank team. Lamar, 21 of 26 for 187, no touchdowns, no picks. He was sacked once, 10 for 60 with a fumble lost on the ground. Keaton Mitchell, 9 for 138 and a touchdown. They held Seattle. Baltimore did to six first downs, one of 12 on third, and they outgained them 515 to 151, 298 to 28 on the ground. 298 to 28. This was Detroit all over. I mean, this was, they were toast. This just sounded like what we just read about Cleveland and Arizona. Uh, Baltimore by four and a half? Six. Yeah, that's a bad guess. Six. Six makes sense. I think there there are some five and a half still out there. Kind of open. (sighs) Baltimore might go to the Super Bowl, dude. Like, you don't trust Lamar in the playoffs, do you? I don't trust him in big games. But the way they run their offense, I like right now. More to guess. NFL Week 10 coming up. Skill Alexander is Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D. Um, back to that Baltimore thing for a second. So they're 7-2. and two. They ought to be 9-0. They had no business losing the two games they lost. But I said to you right now, the common question that, like, non-betters would ask of you, hey, who's going to be in the Super Bowl this year? Right now, bam, who's your Super Bowl teams? Your time is Bengals, running out. Bengals-Eagles. Bengals-Eagles. I think it's Bengals or Ravens now in the AFC. I really do believe it's the Bengals or the Ravens. And I can't I, wait till we And I still game. think it's the Niners in the NFC. Well, I, I think the Ravens are the team that we, we people sleep on. And even off air, when we were just talking, you just can't buy into Lamar Jackson, I can just you? Can't, well, it's always driven me nuts because he's extremely talented. It's, it's just, you know, it's, kind of, it's similar to Josh Allen in Buffalo, right? It's the, it's... Whenever Baltimore's had a good defense and a good running game, which they seem to be back to this year more than we really thought they were going to be heading into the season, right? It's just these games, you know, and, and I guess Dallas would be a fair comp this year too. It's when they can play from ahead and Lamar doesn't have to, des- they don't have to go into desperation mode with him throwing the ball a lot more, which opens him up more more to turnovers and turnover plays. That I mean, that they just, when they can control that part of the game, then they seem dominant and they seem hard to beat. No team has dominated good opponents like they have. No, nobody. And I, no, I yeah. can't. I, there's no part of that I can argue. You yep. even saying about how they could, should be undefeated. I yeah. can't argue that at all. I absolutely can't argue that. It's just we have not seen, we haven't seen Lamar Jackson really yet of in the big moment having to make the big plays time and time again without making those turnovers. And that's what concerns We'll me. see if they have to get into that situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's reel off a few more here. All right, we are into the late window, 405 Eastern Falcons at Cardinals. The 4-5 and five Falcons at Arizona, 1-8 and eight now. By the way, those two uh, adjusted season win totals plays that I gave out last week had good weeks. Cincinnati to the over on the adjusted season win total, Atlanta to the under. So hope uh, people jumped on that. Atlanta, Taylor Heineke in defeat, 21 of 38 for 268. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once in uh, Atlanta's loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Arizona in that loss, once again, to the Cleveland Browns. Clayton Toon was 11 for 20 for 58 yards. No touchdowns, two picks. He was sacked seven times. He carried the ball five times for 28 yards, did lose a fumble. And again, Arizona had seven first downs. They were one of 12 on third downs. They had 58 total yards, 17 of which were passing, minus three in turnovers that led to plus 14 Cleveland net points. I mean, if this is Kyler Murray, then Atlanta will be favored by three. But if this is Clayton Toon, it's got to be more than that. 
I'm going to say Atlanta minus three because I think it's. I think they're talking like it's Kyler Murray. It is Atlanta two and a half, pretty much painted everywhere. I've seen a couple twos though, like they've like it's come down to two. <laughs> I, I'm a little surprised about it too. I don't know. It, it, let's put it this way: if it's Kyler Murray, because I, I think you're right. I think what you just said with the right. numbers is right. But if if it's Kyler Murray, like I wouldn't bet this game with anybody else's money. No. Like I wouldn't want any part because what are you trying to do if you're Arizona? Are you trying to win a football game with Kyler Murray? I don't I don't understand what's happening. So I don't want any part of it with a bet. Yeah. Yeah. But, no. Me. Me. me no. No. I think I, th- I think you said it right though with the number. Um. Man, I just like what would you need? Well, even in this situation. All right, let's say let's say it's Clayton two. <laughs> what number would you be willing to lay with the Atlanta Falcons up to? Mm, not more than not more than a reasonable number. Not more than like six at the top. Oh, I don't. I, I don't. I, even I don't know if I could get on the I other side of I, a field goal. I don't know if I could either. I just don't. Yeah, that, that's. I think that says. But I mean, but game. he was so bad yesterday. What's next? Yes. Uh, Lions at Chargers. Oh, there it is. Lions at Chargers is the game that we've uh, that that our power rankings discussion from a couple weeks ago <laughs> spawned so much hatred about. Um, I'll say this is a Chargers sight unseen because they play the Jets tonight. Sadly, so I, I couldn't decide between a pick'em or the Chargers by a tick. I'll say a pick'em. Opened a couple places, pick'em or Lions one. It is Lions one and a half, basically everywhere now. Gil, I did bet it. Lions at a pick'em. <laughs> did I you? bet Lions at a pick'em yesterday. I, I would love for the Chargers to win this game, just for <laughs> everybody to shut up. I also think though this is good. Yeah. going back to that conversation from two weeks ago. Not applicable this situation, right? Because Chargers are on Monday night. Yeah, Detroit different. coming off of a That's bye, right. completely different. Detroit has extra rest. My, yeah. Yes, uh, Chargers are on short rest. All right, let's and that do is it. definitely part of my handicap. I mean, that combined with Chargers not really having much home field, all that. Um, all right, next up, 425 Eastern, Giants at Cowboys. Two and seven Giants, five and three Cowboys, both losing yesterday. Giants uh, against the Raiders after a uh, three and out. Raiders won 67 yards, all but one play, 24 yards on the ground. Myers in from 17, seven to nothing Raiders. Giants ensuing drive ends in a failed Tuchus push on fourth and one at the uh, Raiders 34. Jones stuff for no game. Now, the teams traded punts, but Daniel Jones went down wincing not once but twice. The second time on a non-contact play, we'd later find out it's an ACL injury. Tommy DeVito went in. And by the way, you talked about smashing Atlanta. This was the moment where the entire world smashed the Raiders when Tommy DeVito was announced in this game. Um, Because we saw what Tommy DeVito could, or better said, couldn't do last week. So everybody, including myself, smashed the Raiders at this point, and that proved to be a good bet because after another trade of punts, Raiders won 66 yards. Jacobs in from two, 14 to nothing, 506 left in the second quarter. Then third play of the ensuing drive, DeVito picked by Amik Robertson. Uh, Raiders won 60 yards. O'Connell to Trey Tucker for 50 immediately leads to Jacobs in from one, 28, one to nothing Raiders with 157 left in the second quarter. Then DeVito was picked off a of carom by Nate Hobbs, 24 to nothing Raiders at the half. They'd win it 30 to six. Jones was 4 of 9 for 25 before he had to leave. DeVito, 15 of 20 for 175. Uh, they were minus 2 in turnovers that led to plus 10 Raiders points. So that's the Giants. They're 2 and 7. And boy, that, uh, that alternate under season win total is only a couple weeks away from cashing, quite frankly, on the Giants. Then there's Dallas. If it wasn't for Houston, this might have been the, uh, the best game of the day. 
after a Dallas three and out, Philadelphia starts at their own 23. They went 77 yards, converting a fourth and one at their own 32 on a Tuchus push. Then they survived a strip sack by Sam Williams where the ball went right back to Hertz. And then on fourth and three at the Dallas 27, Hertz to Goddard for 15, then Gainwell in from 12 on the next play. Seven and nothing Philly, 545, 546, pardon me, left in the first quarter. Then Dallas fourth and one at the Philadelphia 33, Dak to Lamb for 29, next play to Ferguson for four out, seven to seven, 137 left in the first quarter. Then after a Philly three and out, Dallas went 82 yards, Dak to Gavante Turpin from five out, uh, 14 to seven Dallas, 11-16 left in the second quarter. That's only the second lead change in a Dallas game all season. Then Philly goes 60 yards. Brotherly shove in from one out, 14 to 14, 509 left in the second quarter. Then 17 to 14, Dallas. Hurts sacked by Parsons, took a direct blow on his left knee uh, earlier in the play. That would be the halftime score, 17 to 14. But Hurts just keeps coming, even if he's hurt. Third quarter, they're down three. Philly takes the opening drive, 75 yards. Hurts to Devonta Smith for 29, 21 to 17, Philly. Then after Dallas punt. Philly goes 87 yards, including a Tuchus push conversion on third and one along the way. Hurts to Brown from four out. 28-17, Philly, 108 left third quarter. Are they running away with it? No. Ensuing drive, 10-10 to go. Dallas gets it to the one and a half. Fourth and goal. Dak to Luke Schoonmaker at the goal line. Knee down about the ball being, I'd say, with the ball about a half a foot short. No touchdown. Then after a Philly three and out, Dallas 52-yard drive. Dak to Jalen Tolbert from seven out makes it 28-23. Remember, the spread is three here. But the two-point conversion, no good because Dak stepped out of bounds Ugh. before he lunged for the pylon. Ball, ball was about a foot shy of the goal line there. So between the schoonmaker play at the goal line and now this two-point conversion with 6.23 to go, that's the game right there. Then a miserable three and out for Philly as Philly elects to pass on third and three instead of a took his push twice. Dallas starts at their own 26 with 4.43 to go. Get to first and 10 at the Philly 31 with 2.47 to go. Prescott, then sacked by Brandon Graham, then by Jalen Carter. Two minutes to go. Third and 21, Dak to Lamb for 13. Fourth and eight at the Philly 29, 1.22 to go. Down five, Dak intended for Tolbert. Incomplete. Ferguson was wide open behind the D. But Dallas has all three timeouts left, though. And on third down, Swift runs right into Brown, fumbles, but Philly's Tyler Steen recovers. Fumble luck. 46 seconds to go when Dallas gets the ball back at their own 14 after the punt. First and 10. Dak throws it deep. Bradbury runs right into Gallup for a 36-yard P.I. pickup. Then at midfield, 40 seconds to go. 10 yards to Ferguson with roughing the passer on Hassan Reddick tacked on. At the Philly, 25 with 32 seconds to go. 14 to Lamb. Then first and 10 at the 11 with 27 seconds to go. They trade encroachment and false start penalties. Then Dak sacked by Josh Sweat. No timeouts left over the Cowboys. They don't get off another play until 11 seconds left on the clock on the clock that's incomplete intended for Tolbert in the back of the end zone five seconds left then after another Dallas false start third and 26 of the 27 gotta get in the end zone Dak to Lamb for 20 no good not good enough he fumbles anyway ball game Eagles miraculous cover you gotta be kidding me what the Eagles overcame to cover that insane I'm gonna say Dallas minus 14 and a half over the Giants you're off it's up to 15 and a half or 16 I suck more guesses next Skill Alexander is Kelly Bidlin. Uh, we go through the guessing lines process because it has uh, delivered winners. Something about this exercise and the first instinct has really uh, translated through the years, but certainly this year. I just want to go back to that, because uh, I know we've got a few more games to get to, but that Cowboys-Eagles game yesterday, which, again, you had the Cowboys in this game. And I, yes, for those I of, had the Cowboys. For those of us at the Eagles, again, let me just say, you have to recognize when you just get pure, purely I- fortunate. Yeah, I didn't have a bet. I did. I just had him in the contest. In the contest. So, uh, yes, the Eagles were up 28 to 17. 
and it looked like, um, you know, maybe they're gonna, maybe they're gonna win this game, you know, comfortably. That did not come to pass. But you just think of the things that they had to overcome. Again, the the schoonmaker play at the goal line, which was initially ruled a touchdown, but then was reversed. Right, that was a fourth down play. Then the Dak two point conversion where he steps out before he can put the ball over the over the mm -hmm. goal line. Then the fumble, which will, again, just like in that Houston game, when you recover your own fumble deep inside your territory, it, your brain tends to purge it. But in the case of, of Steen here with the Eagles, that he lands on that fumble, that third down play, the Eagles are just trying it like, and, they, and, and DeAndre Swift runs right into A.J. Brown, the ball drops, and Tyler Steen, pardon me, recovers that football. That's another thing. Okay. And then the Cowboys get the ball. You're like, okay, well, they got to go all, all the way downfield. Then Bradbury just runs into Gallup. Hassan Reddick roughs Dak. Next thing you know, like Dallas is in scoring position. Use the old baseball, use baseball yeah. phrase. The fact that they were able to withstand that, again, a bailout Josh Sweat sack where the Cowboys had no time left, and so they didn't get another playoff until 11 seconds were left, and then finally one with five seconds left. By that time, they needed another false start. They needed 27 yards. They threw it short, and CeeDee Lamb fumbled it anyway. But there were so many things in that game that had to go the Eagles' way yeah. to cover. The, the CD Lamb, the one right at oh, the there's end. nothing you can do there. wouldn't even count. Like, people keep bringing that up like it belongs in the same sense. Like, no. He threw a short of the end zone. Like, what am I? I you yeah. know, it's hard hard for me to cut him slack. No. The, the two-point conversion, that was the tough one. Where he's... Live, I thought he was in. I, I thought, thought he was yeah. in, too. And then yeah. and then it's one of those, you see those replays, and you're like, man, Dak, like, I know you, I know it's, it's really easy for me to say sitting on the couch here, but it's like, that's something you got to be real careful with. What was the game? I want to say it was the Thursday night game with the Steelers and the Titans where I actually texted, like, Wishnev and Will Hill, have you seen a team of receivers, talking about the Steelers now, that have less sideline recognition than these guys right. have? Like, they're always stepping out of bounds. That entire team is like, there's a sideline. You really try to keep well, I, I can't see. I can't see, uh, what's his name, Gunnar Olszewski anymore. Now he's on the Giants <laughs> yeah, hour. I yeah. can't see him anymore without thinking about the kickoff. To, to, That's to, right. uh, tap the toes at the sideline. Uh, so the same question. The Eagles are 8-1. and one. Cowboys are 5-3. and three. Again, Cowboys a bully that beats up on every team that's worse than them. Here they should they have won? No, but they certainly could have. Maybe, maybe should have. Um, do you think of the Cowboys any better than you did beforehand? So like Dak so has been pretty good. Glad you asked it this way. Yeah, that way. the Cowboys lost that game, and I'm more impressed with them sitting here today than I was at. I think so too. Me too. That's the big takeaway for me in that game. And does Philly have enough? Because they win a lot of close games, mm -hmm. whether it's yeah. Dallas oh, or Washington you. or whoever. Do they have enough to get to or, and or win a Super Bowl? Right so, now, I don't know. So the one, I think, I think I've been pretty. And Hurts is hurt. Yeah, I think I've been pretty clear about this. Like on the show, like there are guys, Hurts, Josh Allen, you know, Watson, that it's been either kind of stay away from or bet against for me just because I know, there's, I know they're hurt. We just don't really know how much with almost all of them. Um uh, but they're the one team that kind of keeps winning through it, right? Philly no matter does. what. No matter so, what you throw at them. Yeah, that's where I, I, I still believe in them, Gil, because I do think as if as long as Hurts is able to get healthier, I think they get even better, and we'll start to see them win a little bit more by March. See, I think, remember there were those two weeks, I don't know which weeks they were, they were week four or five or week five or six, whichever weeks they were, where we came in here, we're like, wow, this product has been awful, mm -hmm. just from a viewing yeah. standpoint. I think besides those two weeks, 
the NFL has been awesome. Awesome. I mean, yesterday was the best Sunday. I thought so, too. Yeah. And, like, I think the fact that we don't know, like, the fact that Kansas City appears diminished, the fact that Miami and Dallas are bullies, the fact that Philly, even though they're winning, feels a little less than last year's version, but that Burrow keeps doing Burrow things, that the Ravens are sort of lying in the weeds, that the Niners, yeah. everybody, oh, they're the most complete team. I certainly feel that way. But they had some injuries, and so now they're five and three. People seem, I don't know if people have forgotten about the Niners, right? Like, I just think we have a... Great stretch run. Great second half of the season coming up. Speaking of the Niners, would you like your line update? Yes. They're getting smashed this morning. We're up to, up to three. Oh, I guess three. Yeah. Yeah. I there, remember three. I was saying there was two and yeah. a halves out there. There yeah. was a lot of two and a halves. Yeah. They're, they're gone. Because the Niners are great, man. They're better football yeah, I, I mean, than Jackson. Coming in, yeah, yeah. Look, coming off by, right, Debo's supposed to be back, yeah. I believe, for this game. Trent so. Williams is the big one. Yeah. Trent Williams is the big one. All right, let's do, let's do uh, the rest of these if we can. Are we still in the afternoon? We are. Commanders at Seahawks. Commanders at Seahawks. Four and five commanders. I have the alt season win totals over on the commanders. I got to get them to eight and nine. Can they go four and four the rest of the way? They're four and five now. They're at Seattle, who's five and three. Does Seattle feel fraudulent to, to you? It does to me. Hey. They do to me. Howell no. yesterday, by the way, 29 of 45 for 325 in, def in victory, I should say, over the Patriots. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked three times. They outgained New England. Washington did 432 to 327, and they outtime a possession them 3710 to 2250. Geno in defeat. 13, Kelly. 13 for 28 for 157. No touchdowns, one pick. He was sacked four times. He lost a fumble. And again, Seattle against Baltimore. Only had six first downs. They were one of 12 on third. They were outgained 515 to 151, 298 to 28 on the ground. The ground is supposed to be their bread and butter. An out time of possession, if you will, 4004 to 1956. I put Seattle in no man's land, five and a half. Uh, that is where it opened, about five and a half, six. It is mainly six and a halves out there now. I did bet Seattle at five. Okay, not only are these guesses, like, really easy this week, mm -hmm. it sucks because yeah, literally fine. I only like one game so far. Yeah, I laid the five and a half with Seattle. I hear what you're saying. It, the thing is, it's just it's just Gino. We're really just talking about Gino. It's, a, you know, when when the Seahawks play well, we want, we want to be like, hey, you know, I think last year we forgot, made us forget a little bit that Gino Smith is still Gino Smith. Like, he, there are times where he's going to lose a game for you. And I'm going to, yesterday... The way that game started off, they just got they got destroyed in the trenches. Like there was, I got so many texts about Gino. He sucks. He sucks. Sucks. Like so many times, there's a guy in his face right away. So I, I don't know. I laid it with the, uh, with Seahawks Sunday oh, you night. Did. You did lay the points. Yeah, I laid five and a half. Okay, laid five and a half. All right. I thought that I did think this number was going to move their way too. Uh, all right, Sunday night. Here's a thriller: Jets at Raiders. Wow, another prime time barn burner right here. Jets, sight unseen. They play the uh, Chargers tonight. Like flex scheduling is still a thing, right? We, we, that's still an option. Flex away, NFL. Like, we, Whatever you need what, to do. What are we waiting on? We got plenty of flex options. I don't flex doesn't start this early, does it? Does it start this early? I thought it did now. Jets are 4-3 and three currently. The, that record will change tonight. And the Raiders are 4-5. and five. That's why there's a two-game difference because the Jets haven't played. Uh, Raiders, O'Connell in victory. Aiden O'Connell, 16 for 25 for 209 against the Giants. Josh Jacobs, 26 carries, 98 yards, two touchdowns. Again, they were plus two in turnovers against what turned out to be the Tommy DeVito-led Giants. The Raiders win it in Antonio Pierce's debut, 30-6. to six. Uh, Jets. Real quick, I forgot they adjusted this stupid rule. 
So it's they can only flex two games between week five and ten, yeah. and then eleven through seventeen they can flex whatever. Right. So that's what I was saying. So this is the last week where they have the constraint. But have they flexed anything yet? I don't know. Right. So they should Not be able know, to here. I would think this would be the one I'd flex out. Jets minus two and a half on the road. This at the is, Raiders. I believe you are dead on. Jets two and a half on the road. Bingo, bango. Because Jets have the best unit, right? The defense is the yes. best unit by far. So that's the handicap, really. Yeah. Against Aiden O'Connell. Jets team so hard to bet on or bet against, for me at least right now, because oh, of that, right? The defense is, is so a, good, but then Zach Wilson's This out. is a tough week. Let's do the last one here, Monday night. All right, Monday got? night, Broncos at Bills. Which Broncos. is somehow the best of the three primetime games. Really? Good God. Broncos coming off a bye. They're three and five. Buffalo five and four. The Buffalo Bills are five and four after last night. Allen, Josh Allen, 26 of 38 for 258. One touchdown, one pick. He was sacked once. Eight carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. But they were minus two in turnovers. That led to plus three net Cincinnati points yesterday. They end up losing by six. Buffalo minus seven in the hook, I will say. Ding, ding, ding. Seven and a half. Exactly seven and a half. Let me tell you something. That might have been the easiest week of, of line guessing. That might have been the most accurate collective week of line guessing ever. I think so. You've actually had a couple this year that were really close, but this one. That th- one is so easy to get through. Yeah, when I was typing in your guesses this morning, I was like, this, I, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I think this is where Gil might be the closest this entire year. Minnesota's the only thing I like. I mean, that's the thing I like the best of the bunch. Was That, that was the one where you had the different favorite, right? Different favorite. I could be talked into a couple others, but that's the big one. Uh, We'll talk Survivor on the other side. Who's your MVP at this point? Guessing lines. Week 10, National Football League right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. College basketball tips off today. Kelly, how many bets you got? 10, 20, 30? 37. And there's still time to get your copy of our annual betting guide. This year's guide includes Matt Eumann's top 25 rankings. Who could be this season's Florida Atlantic? All 32 conferences previewed, Wooden Award candidates, futures and season-long prop bets. The only way to get the guide is to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $120. Get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do until May 1st. That's all college basketball season long, March Madness and beyond for only $120. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin live at Bar Canada at the D. By the way, to our question about Hobbs, you know, what's the, what, what does one think of? Because I refer to Joshua Dobbs as Joshua Hobbs. Yeah, it took Hobbs. you too long to figure out right. actually uh, an actual poll on Twitter, so I gave up. You know what most people are coming back with? We said, oh, the natural or Fast and Furious? Mm-hmm. Calvin and Hobbs. Yeah, you're right. Those are, that was what we're getting tweeted yeah. the most. This would, we'd be awful on like Family Feud or Match <laughs> Game. Something like that. Uh, we get tweeted, Sports Pick Magic. I know it wasn't your take, but it's not just Gino when you give up 37 points and 550 yards and the other team takes a knee at the end to keep from completely embarrassing you more than just the quarterback. He's absolutely right. Yeah, sure. Absolutely sure. right about that. Jeff Lamont. I mean, that game was still, I think those games when you talk the Lions game against the Ravens and the Seahawks game against the Ravens, it's almost, you can't, you can't really evaluate much, much past the first quarter and a half because it just turns into a blowout territory. Yeah. But I t- they got dominated in the trenches. That's where it started. Though it does run the risk of that you like then you take your 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 eye off the ball with the Ravens too, right? We're like, oh, you should be paying attention to just how badly they're crushing these mm-hmm. teams, right? Jeff Levine, oh, he's the Roquan Smith guy. 
No watts, no other ego-driven sack studs, just a wonderfully coordinated and designed D steered on field by leader Roquan Smith. Yep, I will champion this until he gets the recognition he deserves. <laughs> and they're great. He's, I mean, yeah. like, I, I, nothing he's saying is wrong. Jesse Welch, apparently all you need to do in the NFL uh, in order to win is to sign a new quarterback every Wednesday and put them in straight off the plane. It's a good strategy. It's working out for teams this year. So. Um, I want to say one thing. So we, as we go to our Week 10 plays, I like Minnesota best. But obviously, we're going to have to have five contest picks. And there's going to be other bets in there. We're going to be talked into other bets. So I'm just thinking, what are, right now, if you said to me, you must pick three, right? Minnesota would be one of them, based on the exercise we just went through. I think Pittsburgh would be number two. I hate to say it. Hosting Green Bay. What did you say the line was? Three? Is that an even three on Pittsburgh? Let me see what we're up to now. Or was it three and a half? Three and a half. Oh, no, not as fun. But I think maybe Pittsburgh hosting Green Bay. And I hate to say it, but you know what number three is? Dallas laying the wood against the Giants. Because well, couldn't you see Dallas winning that by four touchdowns? Yeah, we've seen it a few times we already, have already, right? 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 Um, God, I, have, God, I don't love those, but that's what my top three would be right now. Let's see. I have bet Lions and Seahawks already. Lions and a pick them. Seahawks at five and a half. So I guess those would be two of my answers. Okay. Um, I have no idea. On the three filling out the other the, the other three will be tough. That's for sure. You really have no problem laying those points with the Seahawks against uh, against Washington. I could see that. Going no, on. no. Yeah. yeah, I think that they are. And the Lions is a. I think there's a lot of these teams in the NFL where it is. Yeah, am I gonna am I gonna really trust the Seahawks up against top level t- competition? Probably not. That was probably uh, clearly a misguided bet that I ended ended up on with them last week in Baltimore. Um, I think them playing against the Commanders at home is a completely different story. Yep. We say it often. I, right. One week in the NFL to the next week is a very different story week after week. So I don't hate either of them, either of them quite frankly. That one, and then I bet I actually bet the over on. Uh, I bet over 46 on Texans, 46 and a half on Texans and Bengals. All right, let's talk about MVP for a second. Well, first, Survivor. I'm just going to go again. We're both out of it. Kelly and I have been long gone out of Survivor. As we mentioned at the top of the show, there are still in Circus Survivor pending the game tonight. There are 1,138 entries left. 1,138. This game hasn't even started yet. After week three, before I got bounced with my Washington pick against Chicago, I did map out who I would pick every week. Sadly, besides that one loss, I'd still be in it too, which sucks because I'm rooting for a second loss so I can be clear of it in my mind also. This past week was either New Orleans or Cleveland. I probably would have split them. This week is for me because I would have used Buffalo already and I have to save Dallas. So this week is Cincinnati for me. Cincinnati would, would have been my survivor play this week. Now, at the time when you were mapping that out. Cincinnati hosting, by the way, uh, once again, the Houston Texans. Houston Texans, yeah. Um, but Which, by the were, way, I don't love, but like that would be my pick. When you were mapping it, when were you mapping this out? After week three. So what was Joe Burrow's status, though? All I'm getting at was, would, would you, you don't think your answer would change on Cincinnati? Maybe I'm not, not saving them? No, I, for what it, when I was going through them, I was like, okay, when is... When is the most optimal time to use them? Do I need to save them? Cincinnati, I was like, oh, I can get by the weeks where Burrow's getting healthier. Wait till week nine, play him at Houston. This is, play him at home against Houston. I mean, don't get me wrong. They got, obviously, they're yeah. in the toughest division in football. They're going to have some tough games coming up. Here. I am rooting for me to lose one of these, just so I, again, don't have the mental thing of, oh, that one game. Um, 
Then as far as MVP, and the reason I bring this up again, because obviously, again, we said C.J. Stroud, Offensive Rookie of the Year, it's done barring, God forbid, an injury. It's his. Setting records yesterday. Yardage for rookies, matched it with touchdowns. But MVP continues to be fascinating. And the reason I bring it up again is because last week we had multiple guests on the show, and each one of them, right, I'll just use two as an example, before I could even finish the sentence, Kelly, right, with Drew Densick, it's like, oh, it's, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes, and basically you were saying on, on his uh, podcast, he essentially is like, and if you don't think it's Patrick Mahomes, you're, you're wrong. No, no, and, I, that's not what he was saying. He was just saying people hadn't been giving him enough due credit, basically, leading in weeks. Yeah, I like it phrased my way better. <laughs> uh, Eric Eager, Dr. Eric Eager, before I could finish the sentence, was like Josh Allen, period. The analytics folks love themselves some Josh Allen. Ah, you think either of those guys are the MVP? I don't. Like, do you think either of them leaps off the page as the MVP? No, 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 no. They don't Josh leap off Allen the page. Doesn't. I think that's why the odds are what they are right now. Would you no. like updated MVP odds? Well, I'll give them to you right now. Lamar is plus 350, and so's Jalen Hurts, and so's Patrick Mahomes. We have co-co-co-favorites. Yep. Yeah, I think that says it all, right? It's fairly accurately priced. Tua drops to plus 650, and Joe Burrow, who we recommended on the show last week at 20 to 1, is 7 to 1. And then Christian McCaffrey's 14 to 1. Tyreek remains 40 to 1. Josh Allen, 20 to 1. Trevor Lawrence, 20 to 1. Brock Purdy, 25 to 1. Some people were floating Jared Goff last week. He's 40 to 1. Justin Herbert's 50 to 1. Dak is 50 to 1. What if I told you? <laughs> what if I told you there was a quarterback out there? Yeah. Okay. Who's played in eight games. Uh huh. So, not nine, like a lot of these other guys have. Yeah. Is still seventh in the league in passing yards, has thrown 14 touchdowns, and has one interception. And his team does not have a winning record. <laughs> does not have a winning record. <laughs> trying to think. I don't remember what you are you so bad with the records as I am because all we do is bet. Like I don't yeah. care. I don't yeah. care what your win losses I, are. No, I consult the standings and I tell you what the records are. Who who are you referring to? That is CJ Stroud. Okay, he's not winning MVP. Yeah, I know, but he's winning rookie of the year. Um I mean a lot of those guys we're talking about, his stats are right up there. I just keep getting to the Lamar Jackson thing, right? In the same way that we're just staring the Ravens every, staring at the Ravens every week, they're the only team, literally, that you can say they should be nine and zero. In the same way that we stare at them and we don't, for whatever reason, we don't want to put them at the top. Are we also staring at Lamar Jackson in this MVP market and saying the same thing? He's plus three fifty. I know it's not that sexy. I'm not suggesting that it is, but is he like if they go? Won't this? I mean, I guess that we could say this about Jalen Hurts too. If the Eagles are the uh, who ends up with the best record? If the Eagles is, go fifteen and two, or the Ravens go fifteen and two? Yeah. I don't they, know. Now if I they, don't if know. they both go fifteen and two, that that immediately you know nullifies the question right, because yeah, then you yeah. can't answer it. But if one of them goes fifteen and two and they have the best record in all of football and they play the whole way through, aren't they kind of the MVP yeah. if nobody else? Yeah. Yes. And it's that was largely. Yes, Drew was bringing up Mahomes when he was saying this, but his whole when he brought this up two or three weeks that ago, applies to Mahomes too. Yeah. Two or three weeks ago, he brought this up where he thought whoever finished with the one seed in the AFC, yes, he did. That quarterback would be your MVP. 
Oh, and the only reason I'm saying it that way, though, is because no one has stood out. So Correct. It, be it becomes yeah. a tiebreaker, I, in I, essence. No, I completely agree. Right? Because I believe who has stood out, I believe it was Tyreek Hill till this past weekend, right? Like, I believe in terms of if you're just doing it based on historical performance, Tyreek Hill ought to be your MVP. I mean, I guess we, we've already discussed that ad nauseum. But Joe Burrow with an injury, they stink. Now he doesn't have an injury. They're awesome. I mean, <laughs> you can make a case well, for it's every It's a reason one why he guys. went from 20 to, se- 20 to 1 to 7 to 1, right? In over a weekend. Yes. And by the way, Josh Allen, who is clearly not the MVP, but like, if you take him off the Bills, how bad are they? Exactly. This is the most wide-open MVP (laughs) discussion we've ever had at the halfway mark of the season. And then there's Brock Purdy chilling at 25-1, to who's like, hey, what if we're awesome in the end? My my answer is this. I don't know who to bet on. I don't know. If you forced me to bet, I wouldn't know who to bet on today. We've done all we can do. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.